Episode 85 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Berkichi.ca, B-E-R-C-H-I-C-C-I.ca. Order fine Italian products from any province in Canada from coast to coast, delivered straight to your door. Click on the link on the page where you get this podcast. It's Berkichi.ca. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. What's going on? Freeway Frank. This is episode 85 of the Drive-By Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Driving, by the way, is a skill. So it doesn't necessarily mean you are inherently unintelligent for doing these things that I'm about to mention. However, something's wrong with you. Because I am convinced when I'm driving, and I'm sure you are too, when these things happen... You know, some people judge and they already picture and visualize who the person in the seat is. That's wrong. <laughs> That's not right, okay? But I'm saying besides that, besides that, the fact that these things are happening out on the roads and happening every second tells me that, yeah, driving, even though everybody seems to do it, not everybody's good at it. We know that. So if you do any of these things, just quit driving and take the bus. There's a reason why there are buses out there. Some people are not meant to drive. Now I know it's usually a financial thing, people who take the bus, you know, some are green, sure. Some can't afford to have a car. Some it's easier, it's less expensive with parking and all that. I took a bus many years ago, but I like driving. So I'm not shitting on people who take the bus. But some people need to just get that pass that bus pass, metro pass, whatever, subway, and just use public transport because they don't know the rules of the road. People seem to have forgotten what they learned many years ago. And they need to, they need a, a refresher course. Let's begin with, I mean, these things all happened to me since the last podcast. So I jot down notes, and I'm like, I got to bring this up, and hopefully people... The DM me say, Frank, you're not the only one. Well, I know I'm not the only one because it's insane out there. I don't even leave my neighborhood. You know, I'm out two, three miles, whatever, kilometers, and this stuff is happening immediately. The left lane, for, for cripe's sake, is a passing lane. That's it. Point final. No matter what, three-lane street in the city, two-lane street in the suburb, Highway, freeway, call it what you want, parkway, get out of that lane. That's the lane on the left-hand side, the passing lane, not the interior lane, exiting lane. That's not a passing lane. The one on the left, even though we've all gone into that interior lane on the right-hand side to pass because people are driving in the left lane. The left lane is not meant to drive in coasting, ever, unless... The traffic is moving. The traffic is heavy, right? And it's just moving at a regular pace, whether it's the speed limit or whatever, because there's a lot of volume, okay? That's the only time. Otherwise, when you look ahead and there are no cars anywhere to be seen or just like 10 cars ahead, 
They should always be in the middle lane or the right lane, never the left lane, because it's a passing lane. No matter what, get out of that lane unless you're passing. Another thing that, oh, it just gets under my skin, I'm sure. The minute I say this, people are going to be like, oh, when you turn into a parking spot, okay, there are two lines, unless the business or the place that you're at doesn't have the yellow lines or the white lines, the parking lines, because it's new pavement, they need to do that, and it's a free-for-all. You need to be straight and aligned within the two lines. You don't turn in on an angle and therefore remain parked on an angle, you know, making either the left or right side the other person parking next to you, making it tough for them to come in because your car is at an angle. So let's say you come in from the left, your car is sticking out on the left. It's still within your space in the two lines, but you stay at an angle. Now it forces the other person on the left-hand side to park at an angle and the other person to park at an angle because if they stay straight, there's a chance person might come out as they're turning and hit that car that's parked on an angle. You understand what I'm saying here? So you don't turn in on an angle, and if you do, which people do, I do, just straighten it up. Go back and forth a few times till you're straight inside. I mean, is this rocket science? But if you go into any parking lot, uh, any given time of the day, it doesn't matter. You will always see angled cars. They drive in like they own the place, and literally, ah, the way the car goes in is the way I'm going to park. I'm not going to straighten it out. I don't care about the people on the left. Don't care about people on the right. I'm just going to park on it. It's like, eh, stop. No, he, 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 back and forth. No. What part of this do people not understand? It, you're, you're parking it straight, straight at all times. It's not at a, you know, then some people, they come in on an angle, but then they back up and then they go back in and they're still kind of in on an angle. You know what I mean? They're not really straight. They're slightly off. You know what I'm trying to say? You have to be as straight as possible. That's the respectful way to park. You know how they say, or they did in the last couple of years, you do things for the greater good. It's funny how the greater good is only for one thing, right? But then when it's other things, like driving, there's no such thing as greater good. It's it's uh, my way or the highway. It's uh, it's the way I do it. And Who cares about everybody else? Yeah, Unless it comes to that one thing they told you to do, I'll do, then it's for the greater good, right? When you start merging from one lane to another, this is another one that drives me crazy. You start merging from one lane. So in other words, you're in the middle lane, you're going into the left to pass, remember, or you're going into the right because it's a slower lane. The right lane is a slower lane. Whenever you're merging from one lane to another or going from one lane to another, let's call it changing lanes for those who can't figure out this concept. You never, absolutely never hit the brake, ever. You flow into the other lane. If Even if you have to release the gas because you're scared and you're not, for some reason, properly trained to drive on the streets, <laughs> never hit the brake. It's unfathomable to me how many people do this, and, and, and it's dangerous. So the car, imagine there's a car ahead of you. <laughs> You've seen this. There's a car ahead of you, and there go the brake lights. So now you're starting to stop in the middle lane because the person has to merge right, and they're hitting the brakes to merge right, and they're not even entering into a parking lot. They're just hitting the brakes to get into the other lane. Why? I don't know. There's there's no proper coordination between the brain, thinking, and the foot. <laughs> that's, on, that's on the gas. It's like automatically you change lanes 
because you're thinking about changing lanes, your foot has to do something, right? This is not somebody who plays any percussion instruments where you have to do a bunch of things separately and the timing is off. And No, it's, all right, I'm going to change lane. Because I'm changing lane, uh, I'm going to hit the brake. This is the most dangerous thing anyone could do, hitting the brake when changing lanes. So dangerous. You never hit the brake. Just flow into the other lane. Change lanes. Don't hit the brake. Just change lanes. This one could possibly be the number one, I would say even more than the other one, when you're turning into a, a, a parking space at an angle, the number one road agitator for me. This is the thing that will tilt me, will trigger me. It's just I see people do this, and I'm like, why? Then, then I have to drive along to the side to see who's driving here, who's driving. It's not right to, to think this way, but I have to see who is it in the driver's. Okay, and I feel bad. I see a woman who looks like she's 96 years old, but obviously she's still passed. You know, she still got her license the last time she went and passed the eye test or whatever. I don't know. But, and I can't shit on that person because we'll all be, if we ever get lucky enough to be that age one day and we're driving, we might be that person hitting the brakes. But if you're anywhere under uh, 70 years old or something, you know, like you're younger and you're in your 30s, 20s, why are you hitting the brake? For what reason? Why are you so scared? The change lanes that you have to hit the brake to slow down to slow down traffic behind you because you're making like an announcement. I don't know, like I'm hitting the brake so everybody sees. Look at me, I'm changing lanes. Is it that complicated? When turning into another street or into a parking lot or a business, along the same lines of what I just mentioned, okay? When you change lanes, some people hit the brake. When you're turning into a parking lot or business, you don't need to come to a complete stop. Unless there's a stop sign or a red light. There's a red light, stop sign, you have to stop. But I'm talking about you're driving down a road, you see a restaurant. Oh, there's a restaurant that I'm going to. You turn into their parking lot. You ever notice that people are in that, in that inside lane? People who know to drive will turn after applying a light brake, putting on their indicator, and they turn. You don't slow down to the point of stopping because then every car that's behind you has to come to almost a complete stop while they wait for you to make a wide turn into this business, into this parking lot. This one makes my teeth grind. Honestly, I have nightmares about this one because this one is so dangerous. They hit the brake all of a sudden to turn. That's even worse. And no indicator. They, they just hit the brake and then they turn. But that the turn is so like, they, it's not a, you have to watch not to cut the turn, right? You don't want to hit the sidewalk. But these are the people to do these wide turns, like they're driving a semi-truck. And it takes an hour for them to turn. And you're just waiting. And you're getting closer to them, almost like tailgating, because they hit the brakes and they're turning. And the worst is, again, when they don't indicate they're turning. And then and finally they turn into, into the parking lot. These are people that have no clue that there's a rear view mirror. You know, one of the things I remember learning back in the day, and I've talked about this before, I took a Young Drivers of Canada course. Are they still teaching that? Defensive driving. You're checking your side view mirror. You're checking your rear view mirror. You're looking ahead. You're looking to the side. You're checking your blind. Your eyes should be constantly moving when you're driving. They shouldn't be fixated on one point on the road ahead. But that's what these people do. They're not only fixated on one point ahead. They're just fixated on the action that they're going to do next. They're, they're not paying attention to the traffic behind them or ahead of them or anything else that might be happening in the next couple of seconds before they get to that point. How about driving with your seat too far forward? I noticed this. People who have their seat all the way up 
it's usually not a good sign. I see that. It means to me, I see that seat all the way up, especially when I get into a car with somebody and they're, and I know some people who do this and they're right up front. That scares me. That scare, that makes, that tells me either one thing, they're in denial about getting their eyes checked. There's something that they can't see. So they think by bringing the seat closer, they feel closer to, I don't know, reading signs. Maybe they feel closer to the steering wheel. Maybe they're shorter. Their legs don't reach the pedals. I don't know, but it, it scares me. When I see that, someone who's so far up, it tells me they're nervous about driving. Then, too lackadaisical. Somebody too far back. You know, these are usually guys, let's be honest, young guys, and they're back. Almost like, oh, I, I own the road. They're all the way back. The seat is back. Sometimes you don't even see them. It looks like the car's driving itself, and it's not necessarily a self-driving Tesla. It's, who's, who's in front? Who's driving this car? The guy's so far back. And then he has his hand extended, you know, like he's driving a Maserati, Ferrari, right? You know the person I'm talking about. Pick us right in the middle. Look normal when you're driving. Speaking of driving, something I noticed in the city of Montreal, especially during the, uh, we've had a lot of snow this winter. Have you noticed, and maybe in your city, uh, I guarantee you this doesn't happen in your city. It's just Montreal because we have such a, a woke mayor here that she has to appease all the cyclists before she appeases pedestrians, yet alone drivers. But this is ridiculous. Bike paths that have less snow than the sidewalks and the roads. It's insane. So, again, the city's become, in the, because of the mayor, so woke. Wokest mayor yet. And it's all about how it looks to cyclists. So, the, the bike paths, it, it's like the middle of July. There's no snow. It's perfect. They remove everything. Salted down, they even removed the salt so the, the tires of the bike don't, it's perfect. Well, we get it. Montreal's a green city. And then the sidewalk, I wouldn't trust walking down that sidewalk by myself, yet alone with my, you know, 80-year-old mom. Wouldn't do it because you, you never know. There's ice patches, black ice, but the bicycle path, actually, that's the place because there's hardly any bikes in the wintertime, except for a couple of yahoos who cycle in the middle of winter, which I never understood. They even get the winter tires for bikes. Ever see those? They're thicker than uh, it's <laughs> thicker than the Bible, okay? And they're they're riding down. And they look good for them. I get it. I'm, I'm not trying to shit on all people, but I'm kind of I'm envious, I guess, a little jealous because I see these bike paths so clear, and then everything else is a disaster in the city. That 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 makes to me. It makes no sense. You either clear it all, all for one, one for all. We're all in this together or not. You don't leave the bike, bicycle paths because that pisses people off. It pisses off the pedestrians who look over and says, oh, really? It pisses off the drivers and go, are you serious? And then people start to question it. But it, then it's unbelievable. Election comes, election time comes around and people hardly vote civic elections. Participation is at an, an all-time low. It's always been low, but now lower than ever. It's like what? 25%, 20% people go out and vote. And then they still keep voting these these mayors and these people. In. I don't know. I, I think it's the same 10 cyclists that are voting at every election so that they can have their bicycle pass completely clear in minus 25 degree weather with snow everywhere. Episode 85 of the drive-by is brought to you by Berkici.ca. The best of Italy imported right to Canada. Fresh cheeses. San Marzano tomatoes, beautiful pastas, and lovely olive oils. That's what I call it, lovely, because they are. Biscotti, chocolates, food for you to prepare the ultimate romantic meal. They have it. The finest in Italian products, straight to your door and available for you to see online. Shop anytime at berkici.ca, order now, and receive it 
straight to your door. No hassle, no traffic. Very easy. It's berkichi.ca. What is cheating? I noticed this topic is hot with millennials. And how millennials view cheating nowadays. I've listened to a few podcasts where they talk about this. I've seen a lot of YouTube videos lately with 20-somethings, 30-somethings mostly, talking about cheating. It hasn't changed, by the way. But for some reason, when millennials talk about cheating, it, I, I, I'm listening and I'm like, what? Uh, no, that's cheating. And they're like, what? They let go. There's a lot of things now that it's okay to do, right? More acceptable. Cheating is one of those things. In the past, if you cheated on someone, like, you cheat on me, the hand goes up, right? They're like, no, 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 go somewhere else. It's once a cheater, always a cheater. Now, but now there's exceptions. Yeah, he cheated, but it wasn't really cheating. He did this, it was that, it was, it's nuts. I'm telling you, watch any YouTube video with a young millennial, mostly females talking about this, and you're going to be sitting back in your seat. Kind of like those guys who have the seat all the way back in the car. And you're going to be shocked. You're going to be going, well, what? When has cheating become not cheating? All right, let me go through this. It hasn't changed, regardless of what anyone says. Cheating is clearly defined by a few obvious things. But why am I bringing this up? I'm seeing it all over social media and with younger people talking about it, where they're trying to change the definition. Clearly, if there's any kind, any kind of touching, any kind. Now, I could touch somebody's arm, you know, or put my arm around somebody, almost like a gesture of compassion and go, hey, that's one thing, okay? But if there's touching, like if you're touching, if I'm touching a woman's hand, that's not good. It's never good. If you're a woman, you're touching a guy's hand, that's not good. Be aware of that. Why are you touching his hand? I know it might seem innocent. And obviously, let's just say right off the top here, penetration, obviously, Let's not kid ourselves. Any kind, any kind of penetration, I mean, that hasn't changed from year to year, day to day, minute to minute, okay? No. Obviously, you can con convince yourself, you can convince yourself to your heart's content, but any kind of penetration is clearly cheating. Cuddling is cheating. You're with somebody of the opposite sex or even same sex, doesn't matter, whatever, right? And, and you're cuddling? No, no, you, you cuddle with the person that your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband. You don't cuddle with a friend. That's cheating. Any kind of kissing, unless it's on both sides of the cheek, is cheating. If somebody kisses you, you know, a coworker, I mean, who does this, but you never know. Coworker, friend from the past, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, and the kiss kind of hits the side of the lip. It's like, and it wasn't a mistake. It was like, that's technically cheating right? There's, there's no lips, lip to lip contact involved with anybody, but the person that you're with, unless you're in an open relationship. By the way, if you're in an open relationship, all of this sounds stupid because then you're open to anything. Talking about cheating, people who talk about, you know, if I wasn't with my wife, uh, if I wasn't with my husband, if I didn't have three kids, I, we, you know, we would totally talking about cheating is cheating as well. Sorry to break it to you. Sending any type of sexual uh, message, sexting to each other, cheating, showing each other pictures. Uh, obviously, if you don't, if you're sending dick pics, any of that, I mean, do I need to go any further? That's cheating. Emotional affair is cheating too. So if one person's helping the other person emotionally, 
she's having a tough time with her husband. Her husband doesn't sleep with her anymore. He's having a hard time with his wife, but they're having an, an affair where they're there for each other emotionally. There's no sexual contact or touching, but pretty much everything else is almost like you're in a relationship together, an emotional affair. That's cheating. Sorry to break it to you. Any deep communication, deeper than just everyday conversation, any deeper conversation that you should be having with a significant other, right? It's one thing if you're having a career chat with somebody or you're having a chat about, I've had conversations with people about their relationships and nothing else comes up. It's just a genuine conversation where somebody's seeking advice. That's okay. But any deep communication, <laughs> and I don't mean physical, obviously, because that, that would be cheating. But any deep emotional connection is is cheating or on its way to becoming cheating. What is not cheating? Talking to someone or sending messages to each other, unless you're you're completely, it's one thing if you're flirting, you know, people flirt with each other. They see each other somewhere. I might be hosting an event, and I see a woman, and a woman's like, oh, you know, they might say something nice to you. And, oh, if you weren't married, or one day call me when you're, you know, you're not married, whatever the case. You've heard of stuff like that happen before. Well, that's not cheating. The person is saying something now. The only way it is is if you're like, yeah, can I get your number, and can we start something on the side? Obviously, that would be cheating. Talking to someone or sending messages to each other, unless it's flirting, obvious flirting, and there's obvious interest from at least one of the two parties, then any of that stuff is happening, that would be cheating. It's a lower level cheating, but it's still cheating. DMs now in the day of social media. Well, what's okay? Well, if the DMs discuss sex or any form of emotional interaction, like I mentioned, there's any kind of emotion or a deeper connection then that's cheating. If you're looking at men's or women's profiles on social media, I think it's healthy when people go on social media and you know they're just looking at other pictures. Like I notice when I go on social media, I'm not gonna lie. It's like, oh, this girl is very attractive. This girl's beautiful. I love what this, what this person's wearing. Oh, she's cute. Uh, you know, he's a handsome guy. <laughs> I don't notice it as much with men because I'm not into guys, but but women do this, right? You can't tell me you're a woman right now and you don't notice handsome, good-looking men on social media. You do. I don't think this is cheating unless you write to them and tell them that you're interested. Then it, that's cheating, obviously. Or, again, you're starting, you're initiating something that might lead to cheating. So you could be nice you could like someone's picture on Instagram. That's not cheating. Although some people may take that the wrong way. And, and the reason why I say that is some people may take you liking their pic in a hot outfit or in a bikini on the beach as saying, oh, I'd do you if I, if I could, but I can't. You know, some people will take it that way. But that's up to the person whose picture you're liking to decipher what you mean by that like. There's hundreds of likes sometimes, right? So who's liking what for what? And what's, what's the reason behind it? Another big one, and I'll get back to that in a second, but another big one I wanted to mention was cheating with the same sex. So I remember a girl telling me once she cheated on her boyfriend with another girl. And she had a couple of drinks one night, and she would never cheat on him with a guy. And she wasn't even bi. She just ended up cheating with this girl one night. And she didn't feel guilty. But what I told her is actually, no, you're wrong. That's the worst thing you could do to a man. No man wants to hear your woman has gone behind your back with another woman. 
That's cheating unless you're included. So if that ever came out that, let's say, my wife was having affairs with other women, of course that's cheating. It doesn't make it right because the, the woman has no penis. All right? Uh, nowadays, she may. Late night texting, constant messaging on social media. Sometimes, I'm getting back to this, it can be tough to figure out what is an innocent friendship and what is actually cheating. So I thought about this. Cheating is only when sex or emotion or anything personal or deeper is mentioned. Well, I'll give you an example. I get a lot of messages from from people myself. Okay, so being in the public eye, that changes a lot of things because let's say right now you're listening to this. You're not in the public eye. So then why are you messaging? Why are other girls messaging you? It's weird, right? It, it is. I'm in a different situation, and I'll explain. Because people write to me because I host a podcast, because I hosted a radio show, because I'm a public personality. I post something about whatever I post with, controversial or not. People are making comments. People are laughing. People are showing laughing emojis, rolling their eyes, whatever, right? I'm a public person. It's different. You're not a public person and you have tons of girls, especially attractive girls, writing to you guys. It's a little strange. Now, I'm not going to lie. I get away with some stuff, right? And what I mean by getting away is not that I'm doing anything wrong, but I get away with speaking and going back and forth, DMing women, attractive, not, whatever, because of what I do. And they know me for what I do. And I have to be nice as well. And I'm genuinely a nice guy. I'm not faking it. I'm a nice guy. And I like people. And over the years, people that have supported me, I like them even more because what's not to like when somebody supports you, shows you their loyalty, then you show their loyalty back. But showing their loyalty back doesn't mean you call them up on Friday night, go have dinner with them. Next thing you know, you're in bed together having an affair. Well, it could mean that, but that's not the case here. Some may take your niceness, or in this instance, my niceness, for flirting or being interested which is not the case, unless you clearly indicate to someone that you're interested. Now, just because she likes a pic of yours or you like a pic of his, it doesn't make you interested in the person. But we know that social media has definitely changed the game because the rules of flirting have changed. It's way easier to flirt online. And I'll give you an example, because back in the day, we had to flirt in person. Imagine that. So flirting in person, even before I was in a relationship, flirting in person, it's real time. It's right there. You're flirting. It's obvious when it happens to some people. Sometimes I was oblivious to a woman flirting with me. Some guys would say, well, Frank, she was playing with her hair. She was looking away. She was smiling. She was blushing. Didn't you see it? No, I'm, I'm blind. As a bat, as I got a little bit more experience, I was like, I think she likes me, right? But till the end, sometimes I'd be like, it's impossible this gorgeous girl likes me. I'd be like, no, zero chance. But you learn as things go by. Online, however, is a completely different game. And I'll give you an example. A while ago, my wife showed me a message from a woman, and she laughed off this message. The woman wrote to my wife and wrote, your husband likes all of my pics. Now, this is a shit disturber. This is someone who's starting something, obviously. I looked. The woman was very attractive. And I was like, yeah, yeah I know I know who, who this woman is. And it's weird because I'm, I never, I go, look at my DM. I've never flirted with her. I've never said anything. She's an attractive woman. All she posts, okay, so hang on a sec. You're an attractive woman. I talked about this last week. You're in the bikini, right? In your bikini. Your ass is sticking out. You're by the beach. 
You're with your five or six year old, but somehow your ass is sticking out. Your boobs are out. You're out to dinner with your sister and her friend. All three of you are at a, a cool restaurant, a happening place in Montreal. You got the food, the sushi, whatever, whatever's on your on the table in front of you. But all your boobs are sticking out. It's hard to look at the food that you have in front of you. It's the boobs I'm looking at. So now, being the guy that I am, being man, and I'm not a Neanderthal, but I'm being a man. I'm like, oh, okay, this girl who has obviously listened to my podcast or listened to my radio show. She follows me. She likes my stuff. I'm going to like this pic. So now I like the pic. Now she has the audacity to write to my wife because obviously shit disturbance. She wants to start something, right? She writes to my wife. This happened, I think, a couple of years ago. It was during COVID when I had even more time. I have a lot of time on my hands, but even more time. So never did she write to me, by the way, and say, you know, stop liking my pics. But obviously, when you're posting those pics, what do you want? You want likes. You want men to notice. And else, unless I'm completely repulsive as a guy and I, and I make you sick to your stomach or I'm being a, a creep or whatever the case is, don't you want me to like it, your pic? Isn't that the goal of posting a picture where you look like... mostly men, to react to that picture. It doesn't mean I'm interested. Not at all. Sure, you look great in that pic on the beach. Your hairstyle is nice. Your drink looks fabulous. Your meal looks delicious. doesn't mean I want to sleep with you. Think about that, okay? If I'm liking your pic, now if I'm writing to you saying, man, I want to sleep with you, then, okay, screenshot it and send it over to my wife, I would get it, right? Then I would understand. But are you kidding me? This this is this is all they have. They they have me liking a pic. He likes all my pictures. You might want to know your husband likes all my pictures. What, what, what does that mean? You know how many pics, by the way, as a public personality I like in a day? Men and women, get over yourself. There the, you think you're the only hot girl whose pic I'm liking? I'm liking tons of and look, I'm not even lying. I'm going through the thing going like, 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 and then in my head, I'm like, ah, she liked when I posted this about, okay, like, ah, she looks nicer. And I'm not even talking about the people I genuinely like and have met and know. I'm talking about complete strangers that I've never met who are now assuming, oh yeah, he, uh, you know, this guy's, uh, well, maybe it's because remember a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the Instagram perv. (laughs) We talked about the IG perv. Yeah. How a lot of men are Instagram pervs. So yeah, maybe that's what they think. You're some kind of Instagram perv. But at the end of the day, remember, if you're posting a hot pic of yourself, what's the, the ultimate goal? To get as many likes as possible. Don't kid yourself. And if any man likes your pic, that should be a good thing. So to try to start something that's not there, to me, I was like, I was blown away. And we both laughed it off. And I was like, wow, this to me is somebody who has mental disorder for sure has a mental disorder. There's no doubt in my mind. Now, wait till I tell you this one. In today's world, there is another form of cheating that I completely disagree with. All right, you ready? Kill me now. This is called the hobby affair, as defined by psychologists. It might be a hobby. I read this, I was like, what? Okay, that means I'm cheating here. A hobby, an idea, or in many cases, it's porn, okay? So something you do on your own. So if you're uh, icing the puck or pounding the penguin, right? Or you're playing golf or you're going bowling or can you imagine this were cheating? Uh, hunting or, you know, okay, you're watching two lesbians going at it on Pornhub. This is cheating? Well, here's the psychological explanation. And they've come up with a name for it. The hobby affair. 
Their obsessive interest in this object hurts the relationship. This is the definition because it consumes them. Even if it's just their mental space, it's a space that the spouse is aggressively prohibited from ever entering. Therefore, it's another form of cheating. What do you think of that one? The hobby affair? I know there's going to be a lot of guys right now kind of like looking out into the distance going, whoa. <laughs> Never thought of that. But honestly, I completely disagree with it. I think that's nuts. Because if you think about you're going golfing four times a week, that means you're cheating on your wife four times a week. And if you're watching porn two or three times a week or every night, that means you're cheating on your wife every night. Well, I guess. I mean, there, there's some women who consider men who watch porn or pleasure themselves cheating. Believe it or not, that's ridiculous. Either way, men or women. So get ready for the next one. This one's going to depress you. It's called, these are all new, by the way. Back in the day, we only had cheating. Now it's hobby affair and this one, micro cheating. Here are some examples of micro cheating. Number one, flirting with other people on social media or messaging apps. So what we discussed moments ago actually had a name, micro cheating. So if you're flirting, not if you're just liking a pic. Number two, flirting with a waitress or waiter at a restaurant or cafe. So what? Now you're never going to smile. You're going to see a beautiful server, handsome guy. You're never going to be nice, never going to give an extra tip. If you're blatantly asking for their number, it's one thing. One of the, the joys of life. Now you can't flirt anymore. All right. Number three, they still have a dating profile online. Somebody who does this, so your current boyfriend has a dating profile online. Why? I've heard of this, by the way. I knew somebody whose boyfriend was still online. Current boyfriend was still online, and he said, oh, no, I just left it there. But meanwhile, he was going on it and checking out messages and cheating on his girlfriend. So you're a micro-cheater if you still have your profile online, any kind of profile from the past. Number four, they still constantly communicate with their ex. If you're talking to your... There is no reason why you should ever speak with an ex, unless the ex involves children. You have children with the person, you need to get together to talk about certain finances, the kids, what's happening in their lives, that's one thing. But there's there's never a reason, you know when they, I never understood this. Yeah, my uh, my boyfriend, I'm okay with it because they were together for five or 10 years and you know, uh, last Tuesday, he went for a coffee with, with his ex, I'm okay with it. What? For what reason? What haven't, what chapter haven't they closed already? that they need to still hang out. There is never a reason to communicate with the ex unless kids are involved. Number five, they go to events, or you go to events, might be you, with another person of the opposite sex, even though there's no talk or cheating or interest, but you've, you hear about this, right? I've seen married people, and they have friends of the opposite sex. You know, they're in hetero relationships. So this happens in gay relationships, I'm sure. And they're hanging out with other people, that they could possibly be interested in, even though there is no talk or cheating or interest, but it's like something is brewing. If it could happen, there's a possibility it would happen if the two people were a bit gutsier. So it's almost like they haven't talked about the elephant in the room, but there's obviously a Mr. Snuffleupagus. There's a, there's a, there's a big elephant in the room, or maybe two or three elephants. It's like they don't even know it, but they're always going out together at lunch. And your wife's hanging out with this guy two or three times a week. And, you know, we went for coffee. We went for this. But, you know, we just work with him. He's a nice guy. He was telling me about his wife. It's weird. It's just a little strange. That's all I'm saying. And then this leads me to the ultimate question. Can a man and a woman be friends? I say yes if there's no physical attraction. 
But the minute that component exists on either side, you're doomed because there's always one person that will either be attracted from the onset or at some point fall for the person. Why it's human nature. If I go, if I'm attracted to a girl and I see a whole bunch of girls uh, on my Instagram, girls that I would be attracted to and I'm hanging out with them for whatever reason and my wife is not with me, let's say we know them, whatever. What would be the reason why I'm hanging out with them? Because I want to know a little bit more. Uh, why? Why am I? Why? Why are we hanging out? I have a relationship. I'm married. I'm wearing a ring. I'm in a committed relationship. For me to hang out with them would only put me in some kind of danger. Now, some people think that's ridiculous. Like, oh, come on. Men and women could be friends. I don't believe men and women could be friends if you're attracted to that person. Eventually, the line is crossed. That's why. I don't hang out with attractive women. I know attractive women. Sometimes I talk to them, of course. Sometimes they're there. You're, you're hanging out with them, whatever the case is. But I'm not going out to, for a coffee or a dinner with an attractive woman one-on-one, -on -one, being friends with them. What's the point? Why put yourself in that position? So if your husband does or your boyfriend does, and I know I might be opening up a can of worms here, that's not necessarily a good thing. And if you're in a relationship and your wife or your husband is bothered by that activity, you need to stop it ASAP because you're in the relationship, you're in the forever relationship with your partner, right? And you have to please them. They're unhappy about something. You have to make sure they're happy, not the person that you work with that happens to be a 10 out of 10 that you like having coffee with because you like staring into her eyes even though it'll never happen, but it might. If you do, put yourself in those positions, you're asking for trouble, period. There is no reason a man should be hanging out with an ex, no reason for dinners with a friend, none. Anytime this happens, even though there is no cheating, the prospect of cheating increases. It's a guarantee if you're hanging out with an attractive woman, a woman you're attracted to, ask yourself why is it necessary, and then if you feel tingles in any way down there, or anywhere for that matter, get out. There's no reason to be doing that to your significant other unless your relationship is not that solid to begin with. That would be signs, by the way. This episode of The Drive-By, which has, uh, I'm sure, raised a few flags, hopefully hasn't uh, completely depressed you. Don't blame me. Hey, I need the content. Is brought to you by the Italian Superstore and available coast-to-coast -coast online to order all Italian products direct from Italy, berchici.ca, B-E-R-C-H-I-C-C-I.ca. And, of course, ordering uh, online has never been easier at berchici.ca. Have you tried it yet? If you haven't, do it now. I had some people DM me saying they did. Thanks to them supporting this show, they've supported Berkici, and I thank you. Honestly, thousands of authentic Italian products from sauces to pasta, olives to cheeses, juices to coffee. Available by clicking on the link of this podcast page. Do it now, berkici.ca. Thanks for listening to this uh, Tuesday pod. I'm going to be back on Thursday. Take care, and by the way, stop driving in the passing lane. Hopefully uh, we learned that, and uh, that girl at work that doesn't just want to be your friend that keeps asking you to go out for lunch, buyer beware. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Freeway Frank.